Welcome to the Dope CFO Podcast, where you can find the best information for accountants and bookkeepers that want to start and grow a highly profitable and flexible remote cannabis accounting firm with your host, Andrew Hunziker. Now that's dope. Hey everybody, this is Andrew Hunziker, CPA, also CFO, founder of Dope CFO as well. Um, quick about my background, I've been a CPA for over 25 years, was at a big four, um, including PricewaterhouseCoopers. I won the gold medal award for the highest score in the CPA exam, as well as was runner up for the Portland, Oregon Business Journal CFO of Year Award in 2017. And I was the first ever cannabis CFO to be nominated. Done lots of startup work as well. Um, and love um, teaching all of our community. We have now over 500 people in all 50 states in our Dope CFO program. We're just going to kind of run through the different um, stages, and there's lots of sub-niches. So in, in cannabis, we have farming and cultivation. Then we have processing, turning that um, flour, dry flour, you know, like shaky leaf, into processing oil and then that oil is used in in many products even just by itself as as an oil that can be sold or it can be turned into foods beverages um products lotions etc so we have product manufacturers then we have distribution companies then we have labs and retail so we got lots of different various um, classifications and so let's just kind of go through through each of these so the it all starts kind of with the plant and growing a plant and you know that's where the cost accounting comes in that not everyone loves so you know it's like how much does it cost to grow a pound of weed on the farm that depends so you have to do cost accounting to know the answer to that and there's many fixed and variable costs and so a fixed cost of say rent say your rent at the farm is 50 grand a month and you grow one plant and you allocate 80% of rent into um, your farming because that's how much your facility takes up or your barn You're gonna have a really expensive plant <clears throat> just on that one cost and so Obviously the more plants you make to allocate that that fixed overhead Over doing cost accounting the lower that cost per pound will go so your your cost per pound is going to change depending on what you're growing what season it is etc and there's many, many stages of a plant along the way. So at the farm, first and foremost, we have raw materials. And let's just assume this farm, there is nothing produced other than they grow plants, they turn it into flour, they sell to the dispensary or the processor or wherever they sell it. So that's their only product. And so when you look at their inventory on the balance sheet, it's going to have raw materials, whip, and finished goods. That's a pretty simple balance sheet. They don't need a separate... POS system like a dispensary needs to track thousands of, of kinds of products because they sell one they may sell different strains but they basically sell one kind of product um, so so what are the stages of growing that product so let's say in this I'm looking at a cycle here and it's 94 days I've seen full cycles up to 180 days and so when we look at the full cycle we want to know from the second we plant the seed in the ground all the way to when we can actually sell to the dispensary and so so first off 
if you have a seed, the way they start a plant is either with a seed or a clone. A clone is just cutting a, a leaf off another plant and planting it. And so many times they will have seeds that are purchased for almost very, very immaterial amounts. So either raw, raw materials will be extremely low value. Sometimes I've seen where they have, have, have bought very high priced seeds. And in that case, raw materials would be higher. Um, so at the end of the month, you could count your raw materials if there are any and um, put a value on those. What is our work in process at a farm? Those are our growing plants. So the second you put a seed in a teeny little pot, um, you got work in process. And hopefully you're putting more than one seed in one pot. And so from that planting stage, we go into a veg stage, then a flower stage, which is usually much longer. But, but we have all kinds of, each client can be different. They have their own secret recipe for how they're growing. And it can extend over many, many days. Then we're going to harvest for maybe a couple of days. Then we're going to go to the dry room. We're going to um, trim and cure um, depending on some people outsource trimming, it may take a little bit more time. Then we're going to weigh and tag it um, as well. Then we send it off to the testing lab. Now that cycle can be very quick turnaround, or sometimes you get stuck at the lab and you think it's going to take you a week to turn around, and you're because because you don't own the lab, they may drag their feet, and all of a sudden it's 14 days. And then finally we get it back. We package it in our um, whatever we're going to sell to the dispensary, and then we're finally ready to go. So that whole cycle may be 94 days. And so <clears throat> maybe, you know, you, you're just, you're on nine, day 93 on a few plants. They're, they're already over at the lab. The product's, you know, in a bag being tested. It's just almost ready to sell. It's on day 93 and at the reporting date. So say it's December 31 or January 31. But then you've got other plants that you just planted two days ago. And then you got everywhere in between. So we got to have a way to go strain by strain, plant by plant across the farm and figure out what percent complete every um, plant is. We also need to know expected yield for each plant. That, that varies as well. And, and when we start with a new client, we're going to get this information from them. And then over time, we're going to track and hopefully true it up. They say, oh yeah, our full cycle is 94 days. But when it really comes down to it, it's actually 120 days when we, we um, do different reporting dates. And so over that time, we'll start slowly truing it up. Same in expected yield. Maybe they say, oh, we grow Blue Dream and that's always two pounds per plant. And then we, we figure out over time, actually it's only a pound and a half of really good pot, of sellable pot. And so at the reporting date, we're going to have a ton of work in process on the farm. We may have some finished goods. So it's actually come back from the lab. It's literally ready to sell, but we just haven't taken it to the dispensary yet or even found a dispensary for it. So usually the goal at the farm is those finished goods, packaged flour ready to sell. They want to minimize that. Hopefully they've already sold it before it's there so they can just drive it over that day. So we usually will find um, pretty small um, finished goods inventory on those days. The finished goods generally should be low. Now, if you have a huge supply crunch like we had in Oregon, finished goods might be very big. You might have a whole nother issue after you do your cost accounting and value inventory. You may have a lower of cost or market. You may have write-offs as well. Write-offs are not cost of goods sold, by the way. And those are losses. And so that's that can be a big issue um, as well. So that's kind of the farm. It's 
pretty simple because you're going to have very little raw materials, probably little finished goods or reporting date. We're going to have a whole bunch of um, work in process. We use a tool called our flower calendar to track and manage that and to do all of our cost accounting. So once um, now, the one thing that's tricky in cannabis, sometimes you'll have many of these verticals within one entity. You'll have uh, a grower, and then you'll have a processor, and then you'll have a manufacturer, and then you'll maybe have distribution, even dispensaries. Um, I've even seen labs in the same vertical as well. So you may have a lot of this for accounting, even if you have several within one organization. We often recommend they're going to put them at least in separate legal entities. There's there's lots of asset protection reasons for that. That's a whole different topic. But if you have, if it's, you know, both your company and you sell the flour to the processor um, and you own the processor, we're going to sell that at cost. We're not going to sell it, you know, at double the price or whatever it is that we sell at a dispensary. And so we want to make sure... Um, we look at those issues. So then once we go over to the processor, so in a way, we have to do complex cost accounting for flour. We also have to do this at the processor for oil. And we have to, as they go through those stages of turning it into the distillate and isolate and making the, you know, breaking down that flour into the chemicals that they're going to um, make into that, that hopefully as pure oil as possible, they're going to have their systems and their timeline. Maybe it only takes four days to, to turn it from flour to oil or whatever system it is. So we're going to do our, um, our cost accounting at that level as well. In some ways, it's simple. If we just, we only have one product of the processor oil to sell to the, the beverage maker or the um, dispensary, same with flour. We're going to either sell that at the farm. We're going to sell that flour um, and not many more products. Where it gets a little more confusing is when you start adding in products. And so we're still going to have to do cost accounting for the flour. We're still going to have to do cost accounting for the processor to get our cost at each report date. And again, it may change. So at January 31, maybe we have X, X amount of finished good grams of oil at our processor and we have all this cost to allocate that we've accumulated um, and we're going to allocate those costs and then we're going to say okay we've got um you know x number of finished good grams we got this pool of cost okay we know our cost per gram and so that's going to be going into as we start making products and so as we make products we're now a product manufacturer so say you're a beverage maker or a food maker or a power bar maker or a lotion maker or tinctures or all these gazillions of different products that you've seen out in the CBD stores or retailers or vape pens or you can make so many products it's unlimited and then you even think about all the different quantities and sizes so you can make a grid real quickly say for example you make the the red gummy bear with with certain kind of flour and in that red gummy bear strain you make, maybe you make different levels of potency of THC. Maybe you make different um, flavor profiles. Maybe you have different sizes. You have boxes of 10 or three or five, small, medium, large. And, and so all of a sudden with kind of one product, you end up with 20 products actually. And so you do this for each one of your products and all of a sudden you have hundreds if not thousands of products. So at the manufacturer stage, 
if that is the case, we're gonna have a bill of materials for each product. And what is a bill of materials? It's a couple things. Think of it like baking a cake, a recipe. It's gonna tell us our quantities of each item in this. So if it's a gummy bear, what all is in there? A little bit of oil, THC oil, some red coloring, some sugar, some whatever the hell makes it into a gummy, um, whatever else. So we're gonna have quantities and units. So it's our special secret recipe of, of the quantities of each one of those items. We're gonna have a cost of, if I need six grams of sugar and our sugar cost just, I don't know what sugar costs, 50 cents a gram or whatever, that's gonna be our cost for that, in that bill of materials for that one item, sugar. Our box, our label, our vape pen, whatever it is, we're gonna add these costs up, plus we can allocate yet more overhead into that, the cost of that box of gummy bears. And at the end of the day, we're gonna have a costed out set of materials for that box of gummy bears. Um, along with that, the, um, oh, the recipe is also, how do you do it? So yeah, we stir the sugar in, mix the oil, we sit it over here, we warm it up for five minutes, we move it back here. What are the steps as well? So that's usually in the bill of materials too. And so every different product can have different things in it, different quantities and different costs. And so if you are doing this for most product manufacturers, make many, many products. And so we have to have a way to track that. There are ERP systems in the cannabis world. At this point, I still do not have one that I recommend. I've seen more disasters in this area in cannabis where um, they just cost enormous amounts of money. They have implementation issues. They have training issues. They have support issues. They have bugs. And so buyer beware on buying a cannabis ERP system, at least for the next few years. There are non-cannabis solutions such as Fishbowl and others where you can start building those bill of materials for different products. You know, you can do this in Excel if you want, but it's going to be quite a bit of work, so make sure you're getting paid for it if you if you're even considering that. So if you have a product manufacturer client, you're gonna need to um, yeah, do cost accounting, plus you're gonna need to be building bills and materials and more than likely implementing some software. Now it's the same after the manufacturer, they sell the gummy bear like, okay, our, here's our cost, our, all our cost accounting, our bill of materials, it's $5. We're gonna go sell that box to, for $10 to the dispensary the dispensary is going to buy that box in or six boxes or whatever they're going to enter that in the pos system so we don't track for either the manufacturer or the, the retailer they could have thousands and thousands of products we're not going to have thousands of rows in our gl in quickbooks we're going to have categories so we might have edibles and flour and vape pens or whatever categories you want usually it's going to be less than 20 maybe just 10 or 11 in our accounting system like whatever it is accounting suite or zero or whatever and then where we'll track those thousands of items is going to be in the pos system for the retailer and um, that might be one of many green bits or flow ups or flour flourish um, blaze trees there's tons of those software systems on top of that for any of these stages of inventory you got to track it in metric or the seed to sale system which is going to be metric mj freeway or biotrack 
And so whether you're the farm growing plants, the retailer, the manufacturer, the processor, you got to input those data into that system. And so we're coming back with our toolkit at the end of the month, and we are not only doing cost accounting, we're reconciling these systems. We want to make sure we're doing lots of counts and weights as well so that we can take those counts, track it into the seed-to-sale system, make sure those amounts are right, track it into our POS system or our manufacturing system, make sure they're right, track it into our cost accounting and our accounting system, make sure that's right. So it's quite a bit of um, process there to do that as well. You've been listening to the Dope CFO Cannabis Accounting Podcast. Every other Monday, we air tips and insights on cannabis and CBD hemp accounting. Make sure you subscribe today and also check us out on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, YouTube. We're pretty much everywhere for more advice, tips, industry news as well. Um, To find out more about our cannabis and CBD accounting program, visit dopecfo.com and don't forget to be dope.